Hello, everyone. This is Luke John-Louis, the host of the Deep Voice Man Show. Thanks for joining us today. We have a treat in store for you guys. Our guest is Ronald E. McKnight, and he is a certified transformation coach, speaker, trainer, author, and business breakthrough strategist. He is the president of E1G uh, Business Consulting and Empowerment First Group Incorporated. He is an award-winning business development and executive enhancement professional, and Ronald assists firms and others in developing strategic business and personal growth. He gets results, and he has worked with uh, Fortune 1000 firms. His past clients include the New York Stock Exchange, QVC, Toys R Us, Pfizer, Pathmark, Johnson & Johnson, TIAA Craft, the New York City School System, YMCA, Princeton University, and more. And he's also an alum of Hunter College. And I also went to a CUNY school, Baruch. Oh, so this nice. is great. <laughs> yes. That's nice. right. And so you got it. Uh, we're fortunate to have you here as a guest. Uh, thank you for carving out time in your packed schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. I guess to start off, can you tell us about your background and how you first gravitated towards doing what you do today? Oh, man. It, first of all, thank you very, very much for giving me the opportunity to speak today. Um, I'm, I was very excited about it when, when we got together and we talked. And so, um, once again, you know, as you said earlier, you know, I'm author of four books, you know, which is Networking, Building Impactful Relationship. relationship. That was my first book. My second one was Eight, Keys, Eight Key Marketing Strategies to in, Increase Your Business Revenue Substantially. Then my mm-hmm. third book I wrote was Focus, Learn to Concentrate for Maximum Results. And then I'm in the middle of writing my fourth book, which has to do with self-love, It's Time for You. And, and so through my travels of speaking to any, even business owners, some, some are very extremely ex- successful when people in business, that self-love piece was still missing. You know, so I decided to do a book on that. Um, as you said, I'm a certified business transformation coach, and so I got certified in entrepreneurship. I'm certified in sales and marketing in, in, in other areas. Um, I'm a real estate investor, so I own upwards of about 20-plus 20, 20 properties throughout the country, and which I use to uh, market and, and um, get folks in through Airbnb, VRBO, and Furnish Finder. So pretty, pretty much I'm a short-term rental. But folks do long-term, they do annual, I do anything from a couple of days up to um, a couple of months, you know, in, in my business. Um, wow. How do I, how did I get here? Woo. You know, um, it started out when I was a little, when I was a little kid. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, so my, my, my uncles had, had businesses. My, my mom and dad owned a, um, a butcher shop in a little place called My Vernon, New York. Some folks may be familiar with My Vernon. You know, you had Heavy D and I'll Be Sure and Jeff Red and, you know, Denzel Washington. You know, mm. those cats came out of Mount Vernon. You know, um, so that, that's pretty much how I started. You know, started out with, with like, a lot of folks, that little paper route um, that we thought meant nothing at the time, but it taught me how to deal with adults, professionalism. Um, I did accounting on Friday nights and had to pay my bill on Saturday. And this is, this is a kid who's about 10, 11 years old, you know, when I got my <laughs> first one. You know, and it didn't seem like much then, once again, but I was just actually operating a business. Then, you know, in high school at 17, I became a professional model. And so at that point, I started appearing in ads for Black Enterprise, Ebony Essence, Ebony Mail, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, um, many, wow. many ads. Um, this don't work on 
Mike Liz, and so forth, um, SNL, Saturday Night Live. And, um, and so that's where I kind of ended up. And because of the performance end, you know, when that, when that was all over, actually during that time, I started to diverse and get other streams of income. I started an insurance agency. Um, I did that for about nine years with a partner. Um, I became ADT, ADT, ADT dealer. Mm-hmm. You know, which I went out and market alarm systems and camera systems to homes and businesses. You know, and all this stuff was going on as, it also, as I was also modeling, because modeling is that type of um, um, career mm-hmm. where, you know, you may work a couple of days straight, a couple of weeks straight, and then, you may, then it may not be anything for another couple of days or a week or wow. so, you know. But the money is so great that, it, you know, it wasn't a problem. And that's not by. So you, you do find other things to do. Um, we, we as models, we're doing other things. You know, some guys is doing construction. You know, some guys are doing real estate. You know, a couple of guys are firemen. So, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. other things that people are doing, and that's what I did as well. So that's pretty much how I got started, you know, um, with, you know. And then from, from modeling, modeling, I've gotten to become a certified trainer and then a business consultant. Wow. There's <laughs> a lot there. <laughs> no, it's an incredible story. And, right. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, so mm-hmm. you started off right as a kid doing a paper route, right? Sure. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah. Is that you know? But once again, it's um, you know my parents at that time was entrepreneurs. You know, mm-hmm. so you know you know you learn how to hustle and make money. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. and yeah. it's it's interesting, and you try to inspire and teach others the same way your parents taught you, and it works exactly. with your books, right? Exactly, yeah. With, with, with the books, um, with, with, you know, the key to this to all of this, and I and I found this out from modeling, which uh, you know, and acting, which I became a product, and so it's like, mm-hmm. how do I get this product called me out to the marketplace? How do I get people to buy into who I am? You know, sure. and that came from networking and it came from marketing. I mean, most of my business in terms of me being in magazine work, um, I sure. didn't really start working. It took me three years when I started sure. in the business to really get going. And that's when I realized, oh, wow, you know what? This is about networking. You know, so yeah. I went around and saw as many photographers and directors and producers and as many folks and, and talked to many people as possible. And I, and I went into situations. I made sure that when I came out, I had names. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, so when I did the whole business, when I transferred into business, it was the same thing. If, you know, mm. if I go into a networking situation or some type of meeting or whatever, I made sure I came out with three, four, five names that I can cultivate and, and speak to these folks later, either about my product, service, or whatever. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so, obviously, you know, they say the most successful people have really wide and deep networks. And you're definitely proof of that. And yeah. it's it's interesting how you you you're an author, a real estate investor, which I didn't know beforehand, mm-hmm. which is great, and mm-hmm. fitness inst- uh, instructor. Um uh, so you do a lot of different things and so that is just incredible. And mm-hmm. uh I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Now obviously um you've had a lot of success in all these different fields helping people right. and whatnot, businesses mm-hmm. and folks and working with all these, you know, brand name companies. But you know, then you know what happened is we we got we all got hit with that sucker punch, right? The right. pandemic. <laughs> I, I'm curious, uh, how would you uh, describe the current state of affairs when it comes to like business 
and whatnot. And what challenges has the pandemic posed, if any? Oh, it's a very, very challenging um, situation at this point. And a lot of my clients got hit pretty hard. Some actually went out of business. Um, mm-hmm. other, right now, it's, it's kind of hanging on um, by a thread. Uh, as you know, some states have closed down. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, um, you know, as you know, it's very, very um, challenging. The, you know, the first few months was tough because states were closing down. It was just terrible for business especially if you own a restaurant and so forth. And still now, I know uh, I'm in the state of New Jersey, you know, so we mm-hmm. are still only up to, I believe, 50% occupancy in restaurants and, and, and other, you know, um, uh, mortar businesses. You know, so some mm-hmm. folks are still kind of getting it. But not everybody. There's folks, you know, it's, there was people that was, always, that was already on the Internet and doing business. Mm-hmm. So those folks, um, for the most part, um, businesses was okay. I'm not saying that they were great, but they were okay because they were already had, you know, on, on the internet. There's other people who had to pivot and, you know, get their business on social media or on um, mm. the internet where they can start making money. Uh, businesses have changed to a point. I'm a very touchy, feely, face-to-face person. And I mm-hmm. love being face-to-face and talk because it helps me read people. You know, I can read the facial expressions. You know, it, it's like, you know, my, my background, even I would say from the time I was 11 years old, is sales. Nothing happens in this country until it's sold, right? Mm-hmm. So my background is sales. So I need to be in front of you reading you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you learn that over, over the years. You know, so, but me too, I had to pivot, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, I had to, you know, but like most businesses, you had to go from face-to-face meetings to now Zoom meetings. You know, right. so that's, that's changed, you know. The playing field, and and um, so yeah, my business slowed down as well. But thank God, I had other things, other streams of income, other streams of income. And so mm-hmm. when you said earlier that there's a lot, you know, that there's some stuff. You know, I don't know if you said a lot there, but there's a lot there because you know mm-hmm. I try to get at least five streams of income going. Wow. You know, and so why we were losing money, maybe on the business um, uh, consulting end. You know, with businesses, you know, you're losing money because businesses are going out of business. Folks don't have the money to pay you like they used to the whole bit. The real estate end was still kind of, it was still making money for me. Wow. You know? So, that, yes, that was like, you know, the, the, uh, the difference there in terms of streams of income and so forth. Wow. Because mm-hmm. people still need a place to stay, right? And people so- will always <laughs> need a place to stay. And, and I, you know, I was, I was speaking to one, I was not speaking, but listening to one of the Googles of a Airbnb and mm-hmm. I did something that he suggested some time ago, and he has said that um, when, when you look at the part of real estate that is recession-proof, is healthcare. So I have a property down in Columbia, South Carolina. I do nothing but cater to healthcare folks, nurses or whoever. So that, wow. that property is always booked. <laughs> wow. Always booked. Money always coming in you know, um, to that property. And so even with, with more of my properties, you know, I'm looking more to get them near hospitals and different healthcare facilities. So, you know, no matter what happened to the economy at large, those folks mm. will still be in the hospitals working. Wow. Yeah, because there's always going to be a need for healthcare. Of exactly. Course. Exactly. Now, right. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah. So you had multiple streams of income, so you could fall back yes. on one. Exactly. Another falter yeah and, and i learned that also from you know being in in the um 
you know, being as you know, model and actor performance industry, mm-hmm. you know, when that, when that, when that, when those funds aren't coming in, sometimes the way you want them to want them mm-hmm. to, that there's got to be other stuff that you're juggling and that you're doing and that's bringing in money. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's interesting. So, uh, you know, there's an old saying that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. How you respond to and, it. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you mentioned you had to pivot and other businesses had to pivot, you know, go on the internet mm-hmm. and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. You know, I heard stories of restaurants that actually had, they did very well last year because right. they were able to transition to drive through or uh, they, mm-hmm. they didn't do indoor dining, but they did some other stuff, you know, uh, right. take out or, or whatnot. And they were able to survive in some cases, even thrive. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in my area, what, what, you know, being in New York and New Jersey, what has, what has happened is that, you know, not only did the business have, businesses have to change, businesses had to change, but the state, the cities, they had to change as well. So they opened up and say, hey, look, no, we can't allow people to come into your restaurant, but we will allow you to put something outside so you so folks can dine outside, mm. you know. And and so that's what pretty much happened in this area here in New York, you know, in New Jersey area, that they allowed them to put structures outside so that mm-hmm. restaurants can still uh, thrive. And you're right. There's some restaurants who have done very well in this. And, and, mm-hmm. and in, this, in our area, it was due to them, you know, relaxing some of the laws and letting them to let them do business um, outside as well. Wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I get when life gives you lemon, you make lemonade. Yeah, there you go. That's correct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm curious, what where do you see things going in the future? Uh, You know, there'll be a world obviously when the pandemic goes away, particularly the distribution of vaccine, right? And where do you see yourself in that future? Oh man, so it's I still see businesses still doing their Zoom meetings. You know, I still see businesses uh, more and more people now are going to be working from home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who can? You know, I mean, if you're in a restaurant, chances are you can't work from home. You're selling, serving food or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, but but small, medium, large business, businesses are going to be working from home. My son works for a online business. Um, and he was working down at 33rd and Park Avenue, and they said, you know what, this is working out well. Matter of fact, we have more production from you guys at home, so we're going to, you know, get rid of that real estate and you know, and let you guys work from home. So so a lot of folks mm-hmm. are going to be doing that. Um, which is, I think is a good thing because it's going to cut some of some people's, um, uh, li- you know, their uh, commute. Word? commute one, but just income going out as well, you know, and hopefully they can now put that income they was, they, they was paying for an office or whatever, you know, uh-huh. into more marketing or what have you. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and so for me, it'll be the same thing, you know, more of a, an office space and then I can always uh, rent space whenever I need it to deal with clients. Mm. Okay. So you're yeah. saying there'll be, uh, I guess, like a new normal. It's never going to go back to the way things were right before the pandemic. I, right. Yeah, I, I think we probably somewhat get there, you know, close to it. Um, we, we, we had something like this with, with different plagues throughout the, throughout the years um, where, you know, it was one of, you know, we were wearing masks before, you know, the second, mm. like, um, in the early 1900s or what have you. And so, right. I, get there. I, 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 you know, I've gotten my two shots already. 
you yeah. know, and so um, I, I think we're trying to get there. Um, the, the other thing that um, I think you said, where do you see yourself in the future? Um, me and my wife started a company called Five Star Listings, you know, so, um, and what, what we do with that is we boost, we boost um, company brand awareness, we improve their local rankings, um, we enhance online reputation, and we, we generate more traffic for businesses as well okay. as real estate. Wow. So you mm-hmm. also uh, help businesses with digital marketing and SEO and whatnot. Exactly. Um, amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, so so you're saying that uh, going forward into the future, obviously there will be more Zoom meetings. They're, they're never going to really right. go away. And mm-hmm. more people work from home. And businesses, exactly. um, you know, they're going to save money with the real estate and not having office building. And people save time on commuting. Right. And whatnot. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading an article saying that people actually work harder uh, or longer hours when they're working from home. From home, exactly. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Actually, said you know from articles and um, what has been proven is, is that at one time they felt okay if people work from home, then they, they wouldn't be productive. Maybe folks would watch television. Maybe they'd be lounging instead of working. Mm-hmm. But they found that people are working. Right. You know, from home. So yeah. Definitely, and mm-hmm. so and this helps a lot of the you know physically handicapped people who may not be able to go to an office building too. So that's a win oh. for them. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna be great for folks who who have um, challenge physical challenges, you yeah. know, who can't go to offices, and so they will make their way for them to conduct business from home, which which would be great for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was I was curious. Now, obviously, um, you know, you are someone who uh, I, I I guess coaches businesses. You're like a strategist mm-hmm. for firms, and right. it's it's interesting. I think uh, the idea of having a life coach in a in a business coach is incredible. I think mm-hmm. there's definitely uh, I think everyone should have a coach. But then you, you run into people who think uh, having a coach is sort of unnecessary. Like they roll their eyes, they're cynical and skeptical about it and say, why, why can't I read a book or do this on my own? I mean, what, what would you say to someone who thinks having a coach and paying for something like that uh, would, is just unnecessary? Yeah, I know I get that a lot from people who think they can do it themselves. And, yeah, you can you can. I mean, you can read a book. You can go on, on YouTube and watch a YouTube. But what you're missing is, and, and, and even on my website, you see that there's about seven different you know, um, items that I speak about. I'm going to go through a few of them. And, of course, mm-hmm. there's more. But the first sure. one is accountability. You know, um, someone that can hold you accountable on a daily, weekly, monthly, and even yearly basis in your business. See, when you're right. doing it yourself, you don't have that accountability factor. You know, you don't have. To, I know um, in terms of accountability, when I uh, on my on the sales and what I do, I'm always looking at numbers on, on a daily basis. Did I achieve, did I achieve these numbers uh, on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis? You know, so the accountability influence. You have someone at times a business coach can open doors for you if they know mm-hmm. the right. If you get the right business coach um, who's a great networker and who, and who knows people, you know. So that works. Knowledge gap. There's things that you may not know in your business that you can do, you know. And so a good business coach can help you with the knowledge gap. Business trends, knowing what the business trends are. Um, mm. Sometimes it's great to have another set of eyes on your business. 
Once again, that can see things that you're doing or not doing that you may not be able to see. You know, a good business coach can help you get to that next level of revenue. You know, so if you're running a $200,000 business, that coach can possibly help you get to 500000 from 500000 to a million and so on. And then a good business coach, once again, can give you um, an unbiased facts and opinion on your business, you know, that you may not be as honest with. I mean, some of us uh, will work, work hard and sometimes go down with the ship instead right. of, as we had talked about pivoting, maybe pivoting and doing something, something else or something, something a little different, or, you know. So there's a great reason, and there's two guys, there's so many of them, I'm going to speak about these two guys that had coaches, and, uh-huh. some, and some may say they, don't, they never needed a coach, but they had a coach. One was Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players ever, and the money uh-huh. Floyd Mayweather. They, they both had coaches. Right. And helped them through different games and fights and so forth. You know, so they can have a coach, then a regular person like myself or you or whoever, yeah, we need a coach too. Hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Yes. yes. I think everyone should have a coach, actually. Everyone should have a coach. Yeah. I really do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's interesting. You mentioned accountability. I think it's the first one I think you talked about. I think that's so important. And, and, and that is so, so huge, accountability. Yeah. If, if for nothing else, get a business coach for accountability. Yeah. I would say so. Because mm-hmm. you, you notice that, right? There's so many books out there. Personal right. development books, business mm-hmm. books. But what's, what, what's funny is, um, you know, people buy these books, they read these books, they come out every year, but people aren't implementing it, right? Right. It's mm-hmm. not being implemented. And so you have mm-hmm. to wonder, why is that, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> why is it not being implemented? And the missing ingredient is the accountability. because Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and in terms of accountability, you know, I, I, I call people up and say, hey, how you doing? You know, you said that your forecast for this week is going to be X, Y, and Z. How are you, we're in the middle of the week, so how, how are you doing on that? Well, you know, Ron, it's not going as well. Why isn't it going as well? You know, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Mm. You know, so there's different things that you probably can suggest to them as well, and mm. they may have hit some type of roadblock. Mm. You know, I mean, business is a strange animal mm. and any and everything can affect your business from um, like when I speak to businesses, I want, I want to know how their marriages are doing or how the business wow. figure out is because that stuff affects your business. Right. If you have a bad marriage, that is taking a lot of energy at times out of your business. You know, if wow. something else going on, you know, that um, that's not right. You know, in, in terms of you as a person, your whole, it can take a lot out of your business. You know, so I, 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 when I speak to businesses, I also talk to them about some, something called the wheel of life. So I want to know spiritually how you're doing. I want to know family-wise how you're doing. You know, I, I want to know um, a lot of different things, you know, from that wheel of, of, that, of, wheel of life that we, we talk about. You know, um, because once again, that all that stuff affects your business. I'm right. not trying to get nosy, but, but you know, it's like let's, let's talk about it a little bit if you want to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, and I, I totally yeah. get that because you know we always talk about work-life balance. And, right. And uh, and I think in many ways that means 
what's going on at work obviously could affect other things happening in your life and vice versa. Definitely. And uh, Definitely. they go together. In, in many ways, mm-hmm. they're the same or the sides of the same, you know, different sides of the same coin. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting how the business coach are also, also like a life coach. As well, <laughs> I think you kind of sort of have to be. I was at a friend's house years ago, and it talked about being successful. Period, but also successful in business. The number one thing that they said affect success, and that was a bad partnership with a spouse or other. Mm. That was number one. Wow. And I first thought I was younger, you know, I was, I was much younger. When I first thought, I said, no, no way. But as I'm older, I'm like, that's true. If you don't have a right. great relationship going with a spouse or other, that can tear your business apart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You hear stories oftentimes, because mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of people in the, you know, the B2B world, and mm-hmm. sometimes business owners spend too much time in their business. And they don't, mm-hmm. you know, there's stories of how they never go on vacation for years. Right. Some, right. some entrepreneurs are proud of this, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's not recommended uh, because I don't, I, I don't think a spouse would like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, if, 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 they're, if they're significant others, you know, working 24-7, there's no time mm-hmm. for them. You know, I'm sure right. that, that will obviously put a strain on a marriage or relationship. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting. Um, you know, people need to understand that, you know, they don't have to be in their business 24 um, seven mm-hmm. and, and, and they need to focus on all these different aspects of life. Uh, you mentioned your fitness, uh, you help people with fitness. And no, I don't. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm a certified trainer in terms of business training. So I do soft skills training um, okay. with folks. Yeah. Not, not necessarily um, physical training. Oh, okay. So you don't do yeah. personal training. Okay. I no, I don't do personal training. training. Yeah. 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 You probably heard me say certified trainer, you know, but just certified yeah. in entrepreneurship training, certified in sales and marketing training, that type of stuff. Okay. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So it's right. interesting because um, obviously I think every entrepreneur has to have time for themselves, time for the business, time to for their relationships it's, and whatnot. Yeah. It's crucial. You have to take time. I, I've, I've known a lot of entrepreneurs – who um, spend, as you said earlier, 24-7 in their, in their business. Um, it's bad for your health. You know, it's, it's bad for relationships. You have to take time out for yourself. If that time is just reading, um, take time to go on vacation. Hey, look, vacations could be great. Why? Because there's, business, there's, there's other business people there. So mm. it could be a great networking opportunity for, for, wow. for you to get out of your business and do business you know, um, you know, you don't want to do business, business on a vacation, but, you know, sometimes you kind of run into things and run into situations and people. Right. You know, um, it's, it's just great to get – you have to get out of your business, I think, for the networking piece. You have to. Mm. You know, whether you're playing golf or, you know, whether you, you know, you, you, you're, you're at the gym or what have you, it, you know, just for your peace of mind, you need time away from your business. Wow. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you do that, you come back refreshed and yes. the batteries are recharged and the yes. business becomes even more productive. It, it can be more productive and more successful, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the employees learn to you know, operate without you being there. 
And mm-hmm. I think that helps their morale, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, uh, right. not to be micromanaged. And so right. uh, like mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs don't exactly understand this. And so that's why yeah. coaches like you are necessary to, to guide them, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once again, we, I talked earlier about having that second eye, you know, yeah. you know, so yeah. you have second eye to look at the business. And you, as a business owner, you have to be able to trust. If you have employees, trust your employees. You know, um, you know, trust the fact that they can run that business without you. Trust right. the fact that, you know, they can help you make more money, that they have ideas as well. You know, they have solutions as well for your business. You know, make them a part of the business. Don't, you know, don't you be the, 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 the brain uh, and the do-all, you know, in the business, and then all of a sudden you have your employees feeling like they're worthless. Mm-hmm. You know, let them, you know, build them in, in as partners. You know, go on vacation. You know, go go to the gym. Go out for a little bit and then come back. You know, if, if you can't do that, then you have to make some serious decisions, you know, decisions, and that may be finding employees where you can travel a little bit and you can, you know, uh, you know, go, 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 let's say go to the gym or whatever, you know. Right. You may have to, you know, get new employees if, if you feel you can't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And having, obviously, employees are self-motivated, of course, and, you know, it's right. so important that you don't have to look over, of course. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned going to the gym, which I, I mm-hmm. do think exercise is critical for people. That uh, relaxes me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That relaxes me. I, I get up every morning and I walk four or five miles. Wow. You know, and That's then amazing. a couple of days a week I work out in the gym. Yeah. You know, who's in the gym? Other business people for me, you know, it was, it was more networking for me, you yeah. know, so, and, and, and you know, so you got to find your, yourself where people are depending on your business so that you can do more business. Definitely, definitely. I can mm-hmm. tell you're a very good face-to-face networking guy. Oh, I love face-to-face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like face-to-face for me. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one guy. He told me that even though a lot of networking can be done on Zoom, or whatnot, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. digitally, no, nothing will ever take the place of apparently face-to-face networking. Nothing, so nothing, nothing like at all. Nothing yeah. at all. So I totally agree with you on that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Uh, there's a lot of uh, coaches out there. There's so many people getting into it. Uh, the, the, mm-hmm. Obviously, the barrier to entry is low. You, anyone can call right. themselves a coach. You don't have to necessarily get certified or pass no, the test or get a license. <laughs> so... So many people are getting into it, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, now. What what puts you? I guess how do you? What differentiates you? What's your competitive advantage as a coach? What do you do better than maybe some of the other guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, starting out with with my certification, which means that I got more training to be a coach. You know, um, so we we start there, and then just the fact there's a lot, there's a lot of coaches who are MBAs. Who become um, business coaches? There's others who just, you know, just may just go for the certification, but who never operated business. You know, so what differentiates me is that, you know, I've had this experience since I was a youth. You know, since I was a teenager as a model. You know, I you know my family ran business. You know, I ran several businesses of my own, from my my law security business to my financial service business. And, you know, my, I always say my expertise is sales and marketing. So I have that sales and marketing um, expertise, profit and loss, operations. I have mm-hmm. experience in management and recruiting. You know, um, I know how to operate a business in a good and bad economy. 
So folks who've never operated a business don't understand that. You know, what happens mm. when the recession comes? What happens when, now anyone can, can do well in a good economy, but what happens when we get an economy like this? What happens when there's a recession that hits your business? You know, how, you know, how, how do you pivot? How do you do things a little bit differently? You know, so that's, that's the type of, um, and, and, I, and, and I always tell um, my, some of my business clients that I've made mistakes for you, you know, so I can help you not go down certain roads. And I've had many successes, and I, and I can help you with that as well. You know, so, you know, I, 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 I've, I've walked the walk, yeah, I always say. That's wonderful, and, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. So you obviously have the training and certification, and you have mm-hmm. the personal experience of operating a business yourself ever since you were right. a young child, and mm-hmm. you have that extensive experience, and you've made those mistakes and mm-hmm. and you you can show that you know they always say it's best to learn from the mistakes of others than, than right. to make them yourselves. <laughs> right. And uh, it, it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that you've made some mistakes because I actually I was interviewing uh-huh. another gentleman who told me that fi- there's no such thing as failure, just learning no. experiences. <laughs> no, that's what they are. Yeah. Nothing but learning experiences. You yeah. know, and I <laughs> I always <laughs> like to. To, to joke, I, when I when I ran my alarm security company, you know, um, I always tell myself I can teach folks how to lose a half million dollars in a couple of days, you know. And, and, and so what happened? I had a, an assist a, an alarm security company I was doing very well, and then I became an ADT dealer, mm-hmm. you know, and which 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 pretty much I can you know wear that ADT logo and, and operate you know as an independent ADT um, mm-hmm. company, you know, which was great. You know, so I decided I wanted to expand my business and, and, and do not only sales and installations for my business, but also do installation for ADT's business, businesses. You know, so I found an office that said, yeah, you know, we, we'll work with you on that. And so during this time, and it was doing like, you know, coming out, coming, uh, going into the, it's like, I think mid-summer, that one, some of my top um, installers were going on vacation because during that time, business kind of slows down. So they're going on vacation. And I, I told ADT at the time when I had the conversation with this particular office that, you know, I'm, I'm interested and I'll be willing to start early August when I have my full team back, you know. And they said, great. They called me up and said, can you do me a favor? Would you be willing to start? Can you, can you start, like, as soon as possible, like yesterday? You know, and I thought about it. And unfortunately, I said yes without my top guys back. You know, mm-hmm. so what I, what I did was I did call people. I did speak to some installers that I've used in the past. I, I went to my distributor where I buy my equipment mm-hmm. and spoke to them about some installers. What you find out, what you, what, you, what you will find in the business is that a lot of top installers are always working. You know, so right. what's left over is those mediocre to sometimes poor, poor installers. And so, unfortunately, I got those. And within the first couple of days I've used them. Some told me they've been on the job for 30 years and the work that they did was that of a rookie, you know? Wow. So I, it was a mess. It was a disaster for the, for the, for the, for the first three days uh, working with ADT. They called me in, you know, and here it is, this, this black boy, this black man going in to the 82 mm-hmm. major ADT. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I, did I blow this? And so we sat down, and he just looked at yeah. me. It's like, what the, you know, and, and they, were, they, were, they were nice, but weren't nice. What the hell is going on? 
you know, and I said, sir, you know, you know, honestly, you know, my top guys are not here. You know, my, you know, I apologize. And they said, well, this isn't going to work out, you know, and I said, let's do this. You're right. And that's, you know, it, you know, the way it's working right now is not going to work out. I said, but I'm going to ask you for another shot. In the beginning, we had discussed doing in August the reason for that because I have my top installers uh, back by then. I said, if you can just give me another chance. Now, here it is. It was, it was, when I said disaster, it was a disaster. <laughs> you know, how the heck does someone ask for a second chance when they claim it did a disaster I did? You know, but, but I knew no shame. You know, they, the only thing they can say is no. And right. so they looked at me, you know, um, and they said, you know what? We're going to give you that shot. I said, this is, this is what wow. I want you guys to do, okay? I need for you, because I'm talking about guys installing on jobs for ADT, major company, who did not finish the job. Now, ADT has to pay their guy to go out and clean all this stuff out. That, I mean, that's the stuff wow. that was happening. So I said, let's do this. Let me start with one of my guys, and then when you're ready, I'll add two, three, and we add some more. And so we did that, you know. And, you know, we started with one guy, and then we started with more guys. And before you know it, I was back in the good with them, you know, because I, so the guys that I had did great work. You know, they weren't available in the beginning, and I'm using guys that, that really, honestly, I didn't even know because they came from wow. my description. Oh, well, so-and-so is good, and this one's good, and we found out they wasn't that good. You know, but it, but it was a learning situation for me. And, you know, and, 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 it, it, and, and what I learned from there is that, you know, is, is that um, – when you, you know, only provide a service when you're ready, when you're prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, don't rush. You know, if you're not, you know, like when they came to me and said, hey, can you start yesterday? I should have said no. You know, you know if you don't mind, I'd rather start August, you know, first because in, in my mind, that's when my guys will be back. You know, right. so I should never rush and I shouldn't let, not let them like pressure me thinking that if I don't do this, you know, I'm going to lose the contract, you know, mm-hmm. because guess what? With the work that I provided in those couple of days, I'm going to lose that contract anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so it's better for you to kind of, you know, um, do it when you're ready. Uh, do a better job of um, vetting independent contractors. That's the other thing I learned from the situation that, not, you know, it's, it's good to take people's word that so-and-so, that Eddie's good. But really, you know, vet just a little bit more, see if you can get, you know, some, you know, speak to some people that Eddie actually did work for, you know. And, and, and do, do, do a better job of um, betting. Uh, don't be afraid of admitting mistakes um, to the clients, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, 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 I, was, when, I, when I was speaking to, to my client, um, I didn't, I, you know, I, was, I wasn't afraid to say, hey, I messed up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have any excuses for them, you know, other than, you know, give me another shot when my guys come back. You know, so I wasn't afraid to, to, to admit my mistakes, um, don't be afraid to ask for more. The audacity of me asking for more business during a disaster. <laughs> right. Don't, but don't be afraid to ask for more business um, after a disaster. You know, so I, I learned that. You'd be surprised, you know, that folks want you to do well. They, you know, and in, in this case, they needed the help. You know, so um, the other thing is never let them see you sweat. You know, I was calm. You know, I didn't get frantic in front of them. I was very mm-hmm. professional, you know, with these guys, you know. So I, I would say always have confidence, um, even when you don't feel confident, you know, because I didn't feel great being called in and say, hey, look, you know. But at the end of everything, it worked out extremely well, 
extremely well, and I was back in the money. Um, and always know that you can do better, even in time mm-hmm. of adversity. You know, always know you can do better. So those are some of the six things that I pretty much learned from the situation. You know, so now that I go into situations, you know, I got to make sure that I'm prepared. You know, and, mm. and I'm not, I'm not going to rush it. You know, I'm going to give people honest timeline of, you know, what I can and cannot do. And I suggest every business um, to make sure you give out honest timelines. You know, you, know, you, you want to look good in your business, you know, because if you don't, and if, if you don't produce and don't give folks what they want when, you, when they say, you know, you mm-hmm. really look bad and may not get that second chance. I was lucky. I got a second chance. And, and, and the guy who uh, gave me the second chance understood that, you know, somewhere down below, he understood that this guy can pull this thing off and, and do a great job, and which I did when, mm-hmm. once I got my couple of guys back. Wow. That's an amazing mm-hmm. story. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell like about writing that book, how to, how to blow uh, half a million dollars in three days. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, that yeah. is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. That they gave you that second chance, you know. Let they, me tell you, you, requested it, you know. So I requested it, you know, and, I, and, I, and when I said it was bad, it was really bad, you know. But um, I, I, I just felt I, you know, th- that I didn't, I, I, you know, that I had no, you know, I had to, had to, had to ask. The worst mm-hmm. thing they could do is say no, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I learned just from business period, from getting the check, money check to whatever, to getting the business, ask. You know, the worst mm. thing someone can ever tell you is no. Then you move on to the right. next one. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was reading a book, and it was saying that the word no stands for next opportunity or, or yes. next one. I like yes. that, too. Well, I'm going to yes. take that one. And, uh, <laughs> I, I learned years ago um, that every no gets you closer to a yes. You know, yeah. and I learned that back in my 20s. You know, you know, and in, in 30 years later, I'm still using it. You know, wow. it's like every no. So I know that, okay, so this, this particular potential client said no, but let me keep knocking on doors. Let me t- keep making those phone calls. Let me keep uh, calling on people to see if they can refer folks, you know, because it's going to get me that much to a yes. And what's, what's, what's great about yeses is, is that, you know, in my case, it brings in great money. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings in, in some really good money, and in in, in, in a lot of in a lot of businesses cases as well, it'll bring in some good money. You know, wow. so, so get to that yes. Wow. I think I wrote a book on that too, how to get the yes or something like that. <laughs> All right, so the no's lead to a yes. And... Uh, the no's lead to a yes every time. Yeah, every time, and sometimes no doesn't mean I don't want your service, or I, you know, sometimes no means that you know you haven't given me enough information. For me to say mm-hmm. yes, right? Sometimes no right. means that I don't want it today, but when the opportunity arises, I may want it, or a month from now, I may want it. You know, so, so we can't take these no's personally. We can't mm-hmm. take it personally. You know, we, we have to, you know, it, it's like when, when I speak to potential clients or folks, you know, in my real estate, whatever, you know, I always say that, okay, they said no today, but that doesn't mean they're going to say no tomorrow. So, you know, you, you have your little tickler file, file, you know, and you always, give, you always right. do your follow-up and give people a call, you know, a couple of weeks, a month, you know, two months, three months, whatever. And some people may say, you know, give me a call in three months. So you give them a call mm. in three months. You know? So, so yeah, it, it's, I mean, no doesn't always mean no in, in the business sense. 
Right. You no know, means that sometimes you have to give give people more information. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, it, it definitely. Thank you for that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of business on the table when it comes to people who who may not buy from you now, but will buy from you later. Will buy for, exactly. So and and, and, and throughout my career advice. that has happened where people said no, and then I received a phone call a couple of weeks now, a couple of weeks later, a month later, or whatever, sometime a year later, to say, you know wow. what? Yeah, talk to me about X, Y, and Z. You know, it, it's like even, even just recently in my, um, air, you know, in my um, short-term rental business, you know, I got a property in Vegas, you know, and so I guess somebody inquired about the property. I gave them the price, and they said no, and I just received something yesterday where this person came back, said, you know what? Um, and I think my prices are higher now. You know, so um, so the guy, so the person said that you know, you had prices at X, Y, and Z a month ago. Do you still have those prices? Now he knows I don't because he can go to my my <laughs> my page and yeah. see what the prices are. You know, but I'd be willing to um, to work with the person. You know, um, depending on what's going on during that time. If I'm if, if wow. it's really busy and booking, then you know I got to go with whatever price is there. Because what happens with my short term? The, the key with short term bookings. You know, it's automated, right? right? So I have an app that that I um, that I bought into that I list all my properties on, and and and, and weekend prices are different than, than the weekday prices, and and prices during vac- you know during the um, holidays are different. So this particular um, app does that for me. Where before mm. I used to, I used to um, do it, um, you know, manually. You know, right. so if I had a price a month ago, and we're now heading more towards spring and summer and so forth, chances are the prices are getting higher now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. You know, how, and you, you know, the story of the guy coming back and the price is higher, but he's, he's coming back. <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah. It just but but if, I, if I don't have a booking, yeah, he probably need it for that price. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm curious. Obviously you've helped out a lot of folks and helped out a lot of mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and, yeah. and, and even non-entrepreneurs. Can mm-hmm. you tell us any of the most moving or uh, entertaining stories uh, from from your life or career? Oh, there, yeah, there's so many. Um, there's so many. I mean, go, you know, one going, I guess, with what I just discussed mm-hmm. there um, with the with the um, with ADT, but right. um, you know, it, it's I, w- I was working with a company that to provide entrepreneurship to youth. From age, I think from eight to eighteen, and so we were mm-hmm. in school systems and, and so forth. You know, it's it, it's it's great this for me to see youth. You know, for me to introduce them to entrepreneurship, one, and to see them actually start to run businesses and make money. Mm-hmm. You know, so I work with a company called Kids Way. Uh, partner with them. I partner with school systems systems to do that. You know, so in, in terms of, it's not really entertaining, but in terms of something that, that I really felt good about, you know, because I remember once again, at, at, at a very young age, I was out there trying to run a business and, you know, and, and actually help my parents and, and do certain things, you know. So, um, so yeah, you know, and in terms of that, that was, um, for me, you know, mm. moving and heartfelt to kind of help other, you know, young folks begin to look at entrepreneurship. 
And I think, wow. and I think in, 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 in the African-American community, Caribbean community, and so forth, I think we all, especially looking at uh, what's happening today, we have to start looking at entrepreneurship. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting you mentioned Caribbean community. Actually, my, uh, my parents uh, immigrated mm-hmm. to this country from Haiti. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was born and raised in New York City. And, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I totally uh, agree with that, particularly for people of color in the African-American mm-hmm. and Caribbean community. They need to start looking at entrepreneurship. And uh, I think that's mm-hmm. one of the ways you truly get ahead, particularly home mm-hmm. ownership and particularly real oh. estate. Um, exactly. And, uh, you know, rental properties, you know, like you, what you're yeah. doing. I, I, you know, I just had a conversation with my son. He, you know, I had, I had to take the airport yesterday and he's flying somewhere. <laughs> I think going to Atlanta <laughs> and then to Charlotte. You know, and, and I, you know, he's only, he's 24 years old, finished college, got a first job. And I, and I keep pounding him, you know, not really pounding, pounding, but pounding him in, in the sense that, you know, you got to start owning property. You know, you have to start um, right. investing in stock. Now, I've been speaking to him about stock since he was, he was a very young kid, buying his Nikes and everything. I said, why don't you own equity in Nike? Why don't you own, you know, what do you mean by that, Dad? You know, so we were, you know, we were talking about that. But what's kind of cool is um, I know he's with a company that make it easier internationally for other companies to transact, transact business and get their money much quick. And I'm looking at a company I'm going to do some investing with, you know, in terms of stock. So I said to him, I said, what's the name of your company again? You know, and he said, oh, Global E. And so, you know, we started talking about that. And I said, are they, are they on the stock market? He says, no, we you know we're getting ready to go, um, um, you know, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. go, go on the market. And I said, cool. I said, um, is anyone there talking about the, you know, stock, this, that? He said, well, they said, you know, for folks who work there, they give us about 20 shares. I said, great. You know, and so we started talking about the company. I said, you really need to start to invest in this company. You know, mm-hmm. he said, well, this is my company. I think I'll do that. You know, so, you know, I couldn't get him on other things to invest in, but he's decided he will invest in a company that, that, mm-hmm. he, uh, that he's working for, which, which is a good start. Very, very good start. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at his young age, if he were to start investing, of course, right. uh, obviously, you know, with the compounding effect, and mm-hmm. it, it, it will work out real well for him. And, yeah, and he's um, a kid that should be an entrepreneur. Okay, yeah. so at 12 years old, he's 24 right now, so at 12 years old, you know, he, he said, Dad, can, can you help me out with something? I said, what's going on? He said, I got these sneakers that I'm selling to um, this guy. He's a little bit older than me. I, I don't want him to take the sneakers and run. I said, okay. So he said, so we, as, you know, so we, we, no, we get in the car and we're driving over. I said, where do you get sneakers from? He said, oh, China. I said, oh, Chinatown. He said, no, no, China. I said, are you talking about the country, China? He said, yeah. I said, well, how much you pay for the sneakers? You know, and he said, well, I pay 50 bucks. I said, well, how much you selling them for? He said, 120. Now, he's a 12-year-old kid. I said, well, that's a $70 profit. He yeah. said, yeah. You know, so, we're, we're, so he, he does a transaction. He gives the kid the sneakers. I said, you got, you got these things from China. Call that kid right now and tell him that it's the final sale. He said, what's that? I said, final sale means that he cannot return this. He can't get his money back, blah, blah, boom. You know, and so he did that. And, and before I know it, I'm seeing, I didn't even know at the time because I'm out doing my thing, but I'm seeing yeah. these boxes come in where, he was out selling T-shirts and sneakers and a whole bunch of stuff and, 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 you know, oh, wow. and making money. Yeah, at 12. And, and, it, and it was able to, to manage it, doing it, you know, country to country. So wow. he's working with somebody, but he really should be an entrepreneur. It, it happened eventually. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. He was doing yeah. that at 12 yeah. years old. At 12 That's years old, you know, you know, and, you know, and, and so of course his mom helped him, you know, you know, she would, you know, sure. do, do the, the, the credit card thing for her and make sure that, you know, the, uh, everything comes the way it's supposed to come and flow the way it's supposed to flow. But yeah, uh, that that's him. <laughs> yeah. So it's so important to start them young, uh, thinking you about this to, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You have to start them young. You know, and yeah. there's a lot of programs out there for young folks to learn about entrepreneurship. So, um, you know, we, we need to, once again, I should say, start them young. Um, wow. Then that's amazing. And uh, I'm curious now, you, we, you talked a lot before about networking, how you like to do mm-hmm. it face-to-face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, obviously networking is so critical. Uh, when it comes to perhaps getting referrals, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every entrepreneur wants to get to the point where they mostly or solely rely on referrals. And and this isn't just for entrepreneurs, but for people looking for a job, job hunters, networking is so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we met on LinkedIn, which is a networking platform, right? Right. And hopefully we'll meet face-to-face soon. I, I know we you're will. in New York City. <laughs> yes, okay. we will. I, I'm in Manhattan, okay. so you're in Jersey. And, I'm, I'm in Jersey and always in New York. <laughs> oh, okay. So we could definitely make this happen. And definitely. So, yes. So I'm curious. So let's let's what just talk about networking. Yeah, referrals yeah. and networking. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, that's the lifeline of, of any business. You know, the whole networking piece. It's, it's, um, we live or die by networking and referrals. You know, I, I, our businesses flow so much smoother when we do it right. You know, so mm-hmm. I would tell all the businesses out there, you know, it's, it's work on networking. Um, I wrote a book on networking. It's on Amazon.com, um, you know, if you want to pick that up. Uh, getting to a networking class, is, if that's a weak spot for you. Um, learn sales, um, if that's a weak spot, spot for you. But, um, you know, ask people for referrals. People want to help you. Ask for referrals. You know, I'm going to tell folks a couple of different things, right? It's almost like take off your sales cap for a second, and put on your service hat and be of service to people. You know, um, um, provide a solution to a problem because that's what sales really is. We provide solution to many problems out there at sales. Yeah. You know, and even though I, you know, I've run businesses, you know, I, you know, I consult with business. I always consider myself a salesperson first because, as I said earlier, nothing happens until you make that sale. You can have an incredible presentation. You know, mm-hmm. you can know the president of the United States, but if you don't make that that spell, nothing actually really happens in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so yeah, take it to um, research and find out where your customers are when it comes to networking and sales, networking um, and referrals, right? So, what association association do they belong to? What groups do do they network with? You know, so that you can be part of possibly be a part of that group. Um, what activities do they engage in? Build build relationship with um, uh, with, with um, their private clients, uh, and act, you know build relationship with their clients and ask for re- uh, referrals. You know, some people are unfortunately, you know, because I've trained salespeople and, and others and, and business people, and some people are afraid to ask for referrals. Mm. You know, they're afraid people are going to say no. They're afraid that they're bothering people, you know. But once again, your business can run so much smoother, and, and, and it is the, the lifeline of our business. So we have to begin to ask people for help or for mm. assistance, you know, whichever way you want to do. Um, volunteer at places um, 
where you know, that that can assist you in in, um, in referrals and in, in, in networking, you know. Um, and then the last last thing is um, try to touch your clients four times a year, right? Because out of sight, out of mind. And so the more insight they are, the more money you make. You know, you know, sales and business is about opportunity and timing and everything come together at the right time, you know. So, you know, I need a particular product, um, but I don't need that product actually until I need it, you know. Hmm. So you're not trying to convince someone of anything, you know. When they need it, that's when the sale happens. People go into restaurants when they're hungry to eat, <laughs> you know, that, and not before and not after, you know. So, hmm. you know, so touch, so touch bases, which means that send them a card, a birthday card, send them, you know, a congratulations card if, if, if that's in. You know, um, send them, you know, something that can keep your name in front of them. You know, so try to touch them four times a year. Uh, and a good example is when I, when I bought my house some years ago, the realtor that sold me the house she, she sent us for Christmas, like, some type of fancy pasta. Wow. And I'm looking, and I'm like, what is this? But I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, though, you know? And, and, and I felt really good to get something from her. And not only did she send it that first, but for the next five years, we were receiving something from her. Wow. Guess what happened for this particular realtor? We probably referred at least 10 to 15 people to her. Wow. You know? And, 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 and some of them I know for sure bought in, the air, in, in, in this area. You know, but we were at the point where she was in front of us so much and so, you know, so often that she didn't have to ask for referrals. We were, she said, oh, you, oh, you, you want to go, you want to buy a house? Oh, you, you, you got to see Margaret. You know, and they would wow. go over and, and, you know, and when I would call, you know, the realtor and say, look, so-and-so is getting ready to call you. You know, and, and, and so wow. you want, you, you, we need um, soldiers out there, so to speak, right? Mm. So we need folks who, when someone thinks of a particular product or service that you provide, that that person is just going to refer them to you and not say, well, you know, well, I really don't know anybody right now, you know? And that happens because you're not putting yourself in front of people enough or often enough so that they remember you mm. when, when someone asks for, you know, referrals. So it, it's, and that's what I've done my whole career is, is just make sure that I'm always in front of folks. Hmm. You know, my, my wife had a business and that's part of business that she does. Another business she does is that she can, she consult and consult and she, she have different items, you know, for people and she makes sure that her clients touch people four times a year. Wow. You know, so I'm going to say, do that. You know, sometimes, you know, in terms of some of my business customers, if I'm in the neighborhood, I'll stop by and say, hey, how you doing? How's the business? You know, sometimes I'll call up and say, hey, look, I've been thinking about you. How's it going? Can you talk right now? No? Okay, no problem. Just, just thought about you. You know, and, and people like that. I mean, the first time, um, and I still get them from time to time, the first time I received a card, um, a birthday card, and I, I know it's crazy, but I still get excited about that. <laughs> when 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 they you know someone sends me a birthday card from a business, I'm like, wow, they thought about me, you know. And and, and I know they I know they're sending out to everybody, but still, <laughs> you know, that still gets me excited. 
You know, so it's one of those feel-good things, especially if, if you, depending on the person, and maybe the person not haven't received a birthday card from anybody, anybody that day or maybe just from the family. So they feel good when you are sending them something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, right. so we've got to do a better job in business as, you know, with networking and referrals. And referrals, actually, at least about three to five of them before you walk out the door with somebody. Wow. Or, you know, or, for, or before they walk out your door. You know, you know, depending on your service or product. Wow, that's amazing advice. And you yeah, know, it's interesting. Uh, it all starts with that three-letter word A S K, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so many people have to do that. Yeah, and, uh, and don't be afraid. <laughs> right. And just to recap, you said um, mm-hmm. obviously you could jo- uh, when it comes to networking, you can join groups, volunteer, yeah. mm-hmm. and. You also mentioned obviously providing a service to folks and right. touching, and then you mentioned touching, do four touches. Uh, yeah, send four touches a year. Cards. Mm-hmm. Right. Volunteer. Yes. I, I receive a lot of business from volunteering. Yeah. I know some wow. of them think we don't have the time, you know, but, you know, once again, you know, you volunteer and people get to know what you do, and, you, you know, you'd be surprised. Wow. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. so it, it's interesting. And obviously when you meet people, you want to stay top of mind with them, maintain that relationship because they may, they, yes. at some point they have, if they don't have a need for what you have at the moment, mm-hmm. they may have it mm-hmm. later on. We Eventually had before. Will, that need will happen. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. And I love that. She said the pasta and. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not, honestly, I'm not even sure we used that pasta, but it was it was it was nice <laughs> for her to send it. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And you know, yeah. so it's interesting. You know, we're talking about all these kinds of things like networking mm-hmm. and helping people of color, particularly African Americans and Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they should advance and starting when they're young. But obviously, uh, obviously, this is a land of opportunity. But as a society. You know, we do have a lot of, unfortunately, social ills and whatnot, like racism, sexism, homophobia. Um, I guess Mm -hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. And, you know, you talk about this during the ADT story about, you know, Mm -hmm. you being an African-American gentleman. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. have you experienced uh, racism and discrimination? And if you have, how did you overcome that and still become successful anyway? Oh, my God. You know, um, if, if if you're a black man in America, you're going to experience some type of racism. And discrimination. It's unfortunate, but yeah, we go through it. Um, yeah, I, I've experienced a lot. Some subtle. Um, some uh, when I ran, I'm going to go with my insurance agency. Um, uh-huh. I remember when I was going out and, and getting in the insurance business. You know, you can get a lot of life um, companies, companies that you can sell life insurance for. It's independent. Um, but back in the day when I, you know, when I had that, getting the PNC, the property county, where you can sell car insurance and homeowners insurance and liability insurance, mm-hmm. that, that was tough. Okay. So I spoke to someone, uh, I think it was at Edner, you know, which is a major company. And we're talking. And I guess I didn't have my slang going that day. And mm-hmm. so she said, sure, sure, we'd love for you to come on, Mr. McKnight. You know, and, you know, let's have a meeting, boom, boom. So... I got all dressed up, looking all nice and everything, smelling good. Go to the meeting. Homie opens the door, and his eyes just stretch large. Wow. And I knew what that meant. 
this guy's black. So we sat down, we had a conversation, and it became, oh, well, um, we, don't, we, we, we just don't have anything available right now. I said, but yesterday you did. Well, you know, well, well what we're doing is we, we, we are, you know, it's between you and this other guy. You know, we have to make a decision who we're going to go with. Now, I know better than that. You know, this is an insurance agency, and they can have all of us on, you know, get, getting business for them. No, no one's going to say it's you or somebody else. You know, but, but that was one incident that I knew it had to do with race. You know, first day before he met me, yes, mm-hmm. we want you to come on with us. Second day when he met me, we don't have anything for you. You know, and, I, and at the time I had a partner, and I said, do you see his eyes stretch? <laughs> when, we, when we left the meeting, he said, yeah. You know, he's, he's like, he did not know we were black. You know, so, you know, and then even in the, in the alarm security business, um, that, you know, I, at that time I had my Mercedes, and I used to, I used to drive up to these million-dollar homes. And, um, and what I would do first was go look over the home before I had the installer come, you know, do a little quality insurance, you know, assurance stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've, had, I've actually had people, you know, say, I said, well, you know, um, this is what we're going to do for the home. You know, this is your password, boom, boom, boom. And they were like, um, you got my password. Uh, you're not going to come back and rob me, are you? Oh. I said, that man did not just say that, did he? And then he would smile. You know, and, and you're right. It's like, how do you handle that? You know, because I would love to have gone in on him. You know, because that's just not something that you say, you know, to do, especially a black person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I just looked at him and smiled and said, you know what? My mom ain't raised no thief. There's nothing in your home that I would want. And I just smiled and walked away. You know, hey, I got his money, so that's what I came here for. You know, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's just a lot of um, racism in business, period. You know, and, you know, you go through it and sometimes you got to kind of bite your lip, your bottom lip and, and not say anything to it. You know, other times you decide, hey, I don't even want this business. You know what? You let them have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I didn't do a lot of uh, letting them have it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to professionally break somebody down. And I, wow. and I, I know how to do that well. So That's amazing. And, you know, it's interesting. That last story was uh, pretty kind of kind of heavy. And, uh, but you yeah. handled it obviously very well, biting that, that lower lip mm-hmm. and – and and whatnot, and and you mentioned that you t- you you had his money, as they say, no mm-hmm. matter what color you are, they are color money. That money green. Right. That's <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm going to say this, you know, being in business, um, dealing with Fortune 500 companies, and, and dealing with you know multi-million dollar homes. A lot of my a lot of my clients over the years have been white. You know, I'm, I you know I've had you know um, others as well, but I'm saying that to say that um, other hues will do, will do business with you. Um, there's some that, that will not, you know, and, but there's others that will, you know. So um, it goes back to hearing those yeses and noes. The more noes you hear, it gets you closer to a yes, you know. So, I mean, you know, there's folks who don't care about your color, and they'll do, they'll do business with you, you know. And so I, I've gotten a lot of that, you know, from Asian, from white, from whatever, my, my problem in business has been, depending on what, what type of business is, uh, the type of person I'm selling to. Sometimes lawyers who look at contracts and ask you a thousand questions, or sometimes engineers, 
You know, sometimes mm. it's, it's more industry spe- specific as opposed to color with me. So okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, you know, the, the obviously the stories you shared were kind of heavy, but they, you know, obviously they they had a good ending in the sense that you knew how to mm-hmm. handle it well, and you you mentioned that you could still have success even if there is racism here or there. Um, there's always going to be people who are going to do business with you. You want to focus on that and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you can still make it in this country, uh, you right? Know, no matter what color your skin is, and so no matter what exactly. I, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off, but but, but here's the kids. One thing that I, I I keyed on a long time ago. My job is not one thing. I got to put my sales cap on, right? So my job is not mm-hmm. to sell or do business with everybody. My job, you know, is to do business with a little bit of a whole lot of everybody, right? So if I'm doing a little business with a little bit of people, but the spare is huge, then I'm making money at this. Mm-hmm. It's only when I'm doing a little bit of business, when I'm doing business with a little bit of people and my sphere is very small, that's when I'm not making money. So you got to open up and expand, you know, your sphere so that you can make more money. And so when you get people like this, yeah, you can just either walk away or decide you're not going to do business with them. What is great, and I remember telling a young man some, some years ago about me running a business, is I get to do business with who I want to do business with. You know, when I, when you, you know, when you work for a company, you don't get that. You know, you got to deal with the people in the company and you deal you know, with whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, if, if I get an a-hole, you know, in, in, you know, in, in doing business, that a guy that, mm-hmm. I, that I can see that's racist and, you know, discriminatory and, and the whole bit, then I can decide as a business owner not to do business with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's power. I love mm-hmm. that. That's power. Wow. You know. That's a that's a that's a great way to to look at it and look mm-hmm. at it from that perspective and to frame it. And, right. And you know, and obviously you don't have to do business with everyone and everyone. It's your choice. So mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And you mentioned that's power. It definitely is. And um, I'm curious, what uh, advice uh, would you give to someone who you know who's, who's hearing you talk and says, you know, I want to do what mm-hmm. Ronald's doing. I want to mm-hmm. be a coach to businesses. And I want to get into that. What would you tell them? You know, it's, I would tell them, no, walk the walk first. You know, it's like operate a business to see what does that entail? What do you have to do? You know, I'm the type of person that I want advice from people who've done it already. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done it, if you didn't do it, then, I, you, know, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm a little angry with that. You know, I, I, you know, it's not much you can really tell me. You know, and of course, that's not necessarily always true, you know, hmm. but I want people who walk the walk, um, you know, which means operate a business. And, and then you can advise somebody. You know, I, I was listening to someone, uh, one of the, uh, I think CNBC, one of them, uh, and, or, you know, someone's talking there said the problem with business today is we got too many MBAs, too many cats who guys who've never ran a business before, but they're trying to give advice on a business. Mm. You know, where back in the day, you started down in the, in, in, in the, um, in the mail room or whatever, and you kind of walked your way up, or you, work, you, you started in someone's store or whatever, and you kind of got that knowledge, and then you branched out and did your own. You know, so, you know, it, it's, I, I, I still like, you know, the walk-to-walk first approach mm. to it. You know, but... right. If that's not, if for some reason you can't, you know, I, I would go to, um, 
there are different the, the, uh, coaching associations that you can go to, uh, like the, you know, the American, uh, um, American Business Coaches, um, Worldwide Association of American Business Coaches, um, the ICF, International Coaching Federation. Um, there's different, um, and, they, and they can uh, uh, Google and, and see what, um, which ones they can go and get the training. Sometimes it's a year training, sometimes it's two-year training, sometimes it's six months you know, and get the training and, and go from there. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. first you suggest they walk the walk, uh, yeah. you know, start a you business. Know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, I'm hoping that the people who want to do it has come from business, meaning right. they, that they, they ran a business before. You know, that's, that's to me the best way. So, you know, the ins and outs of running a business, whether it's operations, whether it's, you know, it's sales and marketing, profit and loss, whatever. You know, you can really help begin to help a business um, mm. generate money, revenue. You know, but but if you didn't go that way and you just and you got your MBA, then I would say at least become certified because you, you said earlier and you, you're totally correct. We're not regulated. Mm. You know, mm. we we you know you don't need a certification. Eventually, that's going to come, and that's why I got certified. You know, eventually, eventually, it's going to come. But right mm. now, you don't need it. You know, but if you get someone who's certified, you know that's someone who has. Um, taking steps and taking classes and taking training to become better at becoming a business um, coach. Definitely. So mm-hmm. definitely something to to look into if one wants to be a coach, you know, those coaching associations, yeah. getting the certifications. I right. think um, not mandatory, but a good to get, mm-hmm. and particularly for the future when perhaps they will become mandatory. It will course. become eventually, yes. I think definitely. so. Definitely. Uh, thank you so much for that. And I'm curious, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs, uh, or I guess anyone else who's maybe not an entrepreneur, but particularly entrepreneurs who are looking for a, uh, a coach? And let's say they, they could go to you, and would, which would be an excellent decision, of course. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> let's say you're on vacation, or let's say you have your hands full, and you can't, as you mentioned before, you can't take on the whole world, of course. But well, mm-hmm. what? Where? How should they begin the search to find the right coach for them? All right, I, w- I would start um, with the ICF, the International Coaching Federation. Um, they have the largest resource of professional coaches. They have about twenty thousand members, and uh, uh, they are www.coachingfederation.org. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would, I would you know check with them. Um, also. You have the uh, the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches, and they are WABCCoaches.com. So you can try them out as well. So those are two, two of the largest, you know, and then you could just do a Google for an association of coach, business coaches in your area. You can do that okay. as well. Or, or just Google for, for business coaches. The, 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 uh, you know, best if you can – which may be a little challenging if you can be referred to a business coach. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And mm-hmm. I'm curious, should they like, like hold, it's like holding an audition. Should they speak to several before they find I the right one? I would speak to several, or? yeah, because you, know, you want someone in your price range as well. You know, so I would speak to several in terms of in pricing. I would speak to several in terms of what they can do. Um, know what you need in your business at this particular uh, time. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, do you need more revenue growth? Do you need more operations? 
you know, and find a coach that can do that for, you know, that, that has expertise in that, you know, whether it's sales and marketing, you know, or whatever. Wonderful. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So obviously you have to look at what, you know, what your budget can afford. And, right. Uh, when you're, when you go out to kind of shop around for a coach mm-hmm. and look for referrals, if, if, you know, they may be hard to find, but if you can get one, that's great. Right. And uh, so definitely amazing advice. And you mentioned before to maybe to Google, but to look at, look at these certain associations um, right. and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And these would be people who have, uh, who've been certified, of course, who have certification. Exactly. We talked about that, to that earlier. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So um, thank you so much for that advice. I Also, mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this as well. Uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship and businesses, apparently mm-hmm. uh, the failure rate of new businesses is actually very high. Most new businesses don't make it past the first mm-hmm. couple of years. That's I'm true. curious, <laughs> why is that? And how, did, how should that be? How can entrepreneurs turn that around? Number one, you know, and, and, you know, I've taught entrepreneurship, and one of the keys is to get knowledge on how to operate a business. Um, just because you are a great cook doesn't mean you can go and open up a restaurant and, you know, become, you know, one of the greatest restaurant, you know, restaurant restauranteurs, you know. Um, because you are an electrician doesn't mean that you can just go down and become, you know, open up an electrical business. You know, so it's, you know, I would say... Get knowledge on how to operate a business. Learn how to sell, sell, and then sell some more. You know, because ultimately, no matter what you know and how much of it that you know, you have to sell your service and your product. You know, same thing with marketing. Get, you know, take some courses in marketing. You know, or, you know, you know find someone who can do it for you, you know, if, if you don't want to do that. Um, learn your customer base. Learn who your customers are. You know, what, they, what are their wants and needs? Where are they? You know, do, do, do something uh, that my wife spent years in called direct marketing. You know, so you market directly to the people that's going to do business with you as opposed to everybody and hope somebody do business with you. Mm-hmm. you know? uh, make sure, here's, here's something that's huge because I'm going to say something after this. Uh, make sure you have enough capital, money to grow your business and then to stay in business, especially during challenging times, such as something like this. You know, it's very challenging to run um, a, a business on a shoestring budget. I was speaking to someone, I think, um, a young man who worked for either SBA or something. It was a, a black, black person. And he said, man, sometimes mm-hmm. black folks have just enough money to be in business until yesterday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, so I'm like, wow, really? You know, but but seriously, though, it's it's like, you know, sometimes it comes from not having enough money to withstand and stay in business, not having that knowledge, you know, and not knowing where the, where the, um, the, the business is, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you're a restaurant, like, what can you do? How do you get people to come to your restaurant? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right. I, you know, I was helping, I had, I had a restaurant client at one time, and I had to tell her that I don't think this is going to work out, you know, because she wanted me to bring business in, but she was also, she was a cook and she was also the waiter, the waitress, mm. you know, and, um, you know, I brought a, I brought a, you know, a, a, um, a client there just to have uh, dinner one time. And we waited a long time. And even clients like, what is going on here? And then he said, Oh no, my God, she's not bringing us the food, is she? You know, 
So I, wow. I try to explain to her, it's like, if I, I said, it would be more of a disaster for me to bring you a lot of business and for you not to be able to handle it than for, you know, us to, so I was helping to do other things like hire, get people hired in her business and help her find folks, you know, who can work in the business and do more of the operation stuff for her before we can even think about bringing more business in, mm. you know. She got frustrated because I think she was on a shoestring budget and she wanted to see money come in, but I'm like, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, your reviews would be like zero, ones, and twos. You know, you have terrible yeah. reviews, and, and that's tough. That's really tough to come back from when you, when you have terrible re- reviews in your, in your business. Mm. You know, and I've talked to some of her um, clients, and they said, oh, it's too slow in there. I would never go in there. Um, the food is great, you know, but the service is terrible. They, they can find somebody else to, to uh to make food for them, you know. So, so yeah. Wow. Um, thank you so mm-hmm. much for that answer. And it's interesting. You talked about you have to have sufficient capital before you start. Sure. Um, knowledge is so important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess you have to do your homework uh, to mm-hmm. find out who is going to be the customers. Um, is mm-hmm. there going to be enough demand for And how you, know, you reach them. them, yeah. 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 And you know, marketing, yeah. Because you know, every business is differently. Like when I started my financial service business, it took me six months, you know, to get out of the red before I started making money, right? There's other folks such as insurance and other different businesses that that will take longer before they start making money, you know. So you know, you got you got to know that, and you have to know that hopefully that money isn't also trying to pay your rent, mortgage, and everything else. Mm. Because if you, if you, if you, if you Spreading it, spreading it that thin, you're going to have some serious issues. And you're probably going to close the doors after maybe a couple of years. Wow. And it's interesting. You know, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, if more people did this, you know, these, these statistics would reverse themselves and turn around, which we would yeah, all like exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, like people do a lot of hustle in their business in terms of operations piece. You know, but in, in terms of the, the sales and getting customers in, sometimes they don't have the expertise and don't do as much, you know, hustle with mm. that or trying to get people in their business. Mm. Wow. That, that is just amazing advice. I, and we're mm. all in sales, you know, even if you know how to cook or bake. And if you want to sure. do a business, obviously you have to market, know how to sell or get someone mm-hmm. who can help you with that, as you mentioned. Right. So, mm-hmm. Um, great advice, and uh, it's interesting, during uh, this conversation, you've mentioned a lot of uh, important life lessons that could apply to anyone, not just entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, and you dropped a lot of wisdom. I'm curious, uh, in addition to everything you've shared with us, is there any other important life lessons uh, you want to provide us with that you've learned yourself or from others? Sure. Um, always be flexible. Always be able to pivot. In, 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 into another situation if the situation that you're, 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 you know, you're in don't work. Um, be able to reinvent yourself, you know, and, and I've had to reinvent myself several times throughout my lifetime. You know, be creative because creativity is going to get you to where you need to be. You know, it, it, you know when, you're, when you're creative and things are, are flowing, you're not stagnant. 
you know, so be creative and never, ever give up. Um, always make adjust, adjustments to your plan. You know, so we're going to go with plan A, but I don't believe in plan Bs. I believe in making adjustments to plan A. Mm-hmm. You I know, because like sometimes plan B takes us so far off course and make us so unhappy in life that we never begin to achieve the things we want to achieve in life. So I don't believe in plan Bs, but take your plan A and be able to, to make pivot and make adjustments, adjustments to that plan A. I love it. Plan A. The A stands for adjustment, you could say, right? That's right. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that, but you're right. <laughs> you know, or you, you know, uh-huh. you could, the plan A, the A stands for adjustable, maybe you can say. I don't know. You can even say that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You can even say that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you talk about having creativity, being flexible, being able to reinvent mm-hmm. yourself, and mm-hmm. and obviously plan A, adjustable, but also, mm-hmm. you mentioned having perseverance or what they call grit. Sure. Um, never giving up. Never give up. You so know, important. It is it, it, extremely important because someone told me some time ago that sometimes people give up and they're right at the finish line. Wow. You know, and so you never know. We never, we, you know, that's, that's one time, that's another thing. Once again, I'm going to go back to a good coach and accountability and a good coach and having a second set of eyes so that second set of eyes may say you're almost there. Where you can't wow. see it, the second set of eyes may, eyes may be able to see it. You wow. know, and so, so no, don't give up now because you're almost there. Once we get through this storm, you'll be okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible advice. Um, yeah. And very inspiring. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, um, obviously, uh, I'm sure you've, read a lot of books and on mm-hmm. personal development and success and, and you've written mm-hmm. books yourself, of course, which I'm definitely going to go out and buy and check out. Uh, can you, are there book recommendations you'd like to, to give to folks? Yeah. I'm going to start with my own book, eight key strategies um, to increase your business substantially, which is on, which is on www.focusmaxresults.com. It's also, um, a book on focus there as well to help people with their focus, you know, but in terms of sales, um, there's one guy that I like and I've been um, listening and reading his book for years is a guy named Zig Ziglar. You know, um, he does some great stuff on sales. Uh, We have Les Brown, you know, who's great on on motivation. Some people don't believe in motivation, but to me, motivation is like a tune-up for a car. Mm-hmm. You know, every so often we just have to, you know, listen to something that's going to get us motivated and get us revved up so that we can go out there and do what we need to do. You know, I, I, you know, I, um, I listen to a lot of different motivational uh, YouTube every, just about every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember when my kids were in high school, you know, me and my wife would send them stuff listen to, you know, help them, you know, stay on the, on the straight and narrow, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot out there, you know, um, so, but that's, that's where, that's where I would start, you know, with, with Zig Ziglar, with, with a Les Brown, and then um, there's a few others out there. Amazing. You Thank know, you so much for that. Yeah, if they go to my website, there's also a book on networking there that, that can help oh. some of them out. 
Oh, mate, I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. uh, take a look at that. And right. yeah, I'm I'm familiar with Les Brown. Uh, amazing mm-hmm. uh, books he's written. Zig Ziglar, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, those two guys are like, um, I guess you can say they're household names when it comes to personal development. Exactly. You know, there's yeah. a book called How to Win Friends and Influ- How to um, Win Friends and Influence People. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's right. get out of your comfort zone. You know, and and begin to to read. And, and, and I, I'm a I'm a big time audio book person. I love mm-hmm. audio books. So that you know, for a lot of people, they can just listen to that in their business. You know, they can listen to that on their way to work. The audio book. So you don't necessarily have to sit down in the corner and read somewhere. But for for whatever reason, you don't have time to set some time aside and you know get you get your audio book. Wonderful. I I yeah. love audio books as well and mm-hmm. um i'm also going to uh, tell you about a resource where you can um find a lot of books scripts at c-r-i-b-d.com i'll email it to you i tell okay. you about scripts the, the first uh-huh. 30 days are free um they have books ebooks pdfs uh, podcasts magazines mm-hmm. um uh you know i think they even get you an upgraded account to pandora it's like a music app oh, nice. so mm-hmm. definitely um uh, check that out and um, by the way, uh, obviously you've written some books yourself. I'm definitely going to check mm-hmm. them out. Are you mm-hmm. ever going to start or create your own podcast? I, I think you'd make a great podcast host. <laughs> I was supposed to do that some time ago. Yes, that, 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 that's, that's on my list to do, my, my to-do list. You know, great. that should be happening very, very soon. But really quick, though, also, there's, there's a website called thebalancesmbasinboy.com. It's a small business website that has great um, – how-to articles on or on um, sales and marketing and different things. So it's the T H E balance S M as in Mary B as in boy dot com is a pretty decent site for folks to right. go on. Yeah, definitely going to check out uh, that mm-hmm. site. And by the way, when the podcast comes out, uh, keep me posted. I'll definitely be a, a listener, so you'll have at least one okay. uh, person in the yes. audience to start mm-hmm. with. And definitely keep me posted on that. So uh, what I wanted to tell you was I wanted to uh, thank you again for being a guest mm-hmm. on this show. This has been a thank very enlightening. You. you got it. Yes. I enjoyed uh, it. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yes, I enjoyed it as well. And obviously mm-hmm. throughout the conversation, I, you know, I think people could feel the passion in your voice uh, when right. it comes to business, entrepreneurialism, personal development. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that when people have that passion, you probably spent longer talking to me than you, than you thought, which is typical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. And so, um, thank you so much for this great discussion. I'm honored to mm-hmm. have you as a guest on the show. And I'm honored and, to be uh, here. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. You got it. And, uh, can mm-hmm. you go ahead and describe all the ways that people can reach out and get in touch with you to put someone sure. like you in your network? My telephone number, I'm still old school telephone number. So it's eight, seven, seven, Two five two zero zero five nine eight seven seven two five two zero zero five nine www dot e one g business consulting dot com that's e one g business consulting dot com and my book site is www dot focus max results with an S dot com. So that's F O C U S 
M-A-X-R-E-S-U-L-T-S.com. And so they can Wonderful. buy, you know, my books there. So, but yeah, this, this, is, this, is a, this has been great. Love it. Thank you so much. The entrepreneurship and sales is my, is my passion. <laughs> yes. And helping people, of course. <laughs> By the way, um, the information you just provided will be listed mm-hmm. in the uh, episode uh, description area so uh, people can be able to okay. see it and read it there. So it'll, it'll be right there. Um, by the way, <laughs> you got it. Um, I wanted to thank you again for being a guest and thank the audience mm-hmm. for listening. Do you want to leave mm-hmm. us with any final word or last send-off? Oh, man, it, sure. Um, you know, it's, it's business, business to me has always been funny. I always see business as like this wild bull. You know, it's like as soon as you tame it, then often it gets away from you and it gets wild again. You know, I would just tell people, you know, just, in, you know, enjoy the ride. Make sure that you have the, the tools and the information to complete the ride. You know, it, it, I don't know if you ever really ever tame this thing called business, you know, but it could be enjoyable and, and it could be a moneymaker, you know, just stay in the, just stay in the game, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and network, 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 sell, 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 you know, get your product out there, get your service out there, let people know who you are and where you, you know, and where you are, you know, and find out where the, where, where the customers are and be there. You know, find, you know, you can be there in person. You can be there through postcards. You can be there, you know, in, in, in terms of um, TV commercials if you have that type of money. You know, you, you, you know, be where your customers are, you know, and, and, and get that business. And I wish all of you a ton of success because it's out there. It's out there for you. Wow. Once again, thank you again. You got it. Thank you for mm-hmm. being a guest on the show. Thank yes. you to the audience. I'm gonna I'm gonna see you guys in the next episode. Everyone, take care and have a have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye. You got it. Hey guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five star review, that'd be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, So... Uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. Uh, That would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.